Hey there, friends, and welcome to Living Life with Wendy, the podcast that's all about personal development, mindset, leadership, and business growth, but like in a totally relatable and casual way. I'm Wendy, your host and personal development guru. Well, at least that's what my friends call me. And in each episode, I'll be chatting with experts in the field, sharing my own experiences, and giving you tips and strategies for success that you can actually use in your everyday life. So whether you're looking to improve yourself, climb the corporate ladder, start your own business, or get out of your own way, we've got you covered. So grab a seat, put your feet up, and let's chat about how to live your best life together. I want to welcome Aisha to here, and um, thank you, Aisha, for joining me today on the Living Life with Wendy podcast. A little bit about Aisha. Aisha is a corporate wellness professional and a human movement scientist on a mission to help busy, deskbound professionals live a better life through upright posture. She is the founder and operator of Tone and Strengthen, a virtual fitness solutions company. She has helped many deskbound teams unlock the door to self-confidence, courage, and improved health by providing fitness coaching to correct their posture. Her book, Unhunched, is about to launch in May 2023, and it's about discovering wellness through posture. So love to talk about that today for sure. And Aisha, I'm dying to know more about what got you to where you are today. Yeah, Wendy, it's a pleasure being on your show. I'm so super excited for our conversation today. So I started, wow, it's been a decade almost um, ago in the fitness and wellness industry. And surprisingly, I was just on like a little break for because my I had had two younger kids. Um, they're a year apart. And I decided that, okay, having three kids under five, I can't put them all in daycare. Um, So my husband and I, we decided, okay, you know, I'm going to stay home for a couple of years and then go back. Uh, But in those years, before that, I was in corporate. So I was a computer scientist in corporate and I did different programming Um, solutions, provided programming solutions for um, financial institutions and a couple of networking organizations, um, as in computer networks. So so, uh, I, staying at home was definitely not natural for me. Um, Now, I, I was so used to of having that nine to eight cycle and you know, deadlines and projects and going and going and going, never resting. And here I was now at home. um, And it was it was a stress of a different kind, having three little kids at home. Like I didn't even have time to pick up a book to read. And I'm an avid reader. So my husband would come home and I would be like, "Okay, here you go with the kids. Like I need to take a shower. But In that time, I would watch my front door neighbor and she would be going to somewhere in the mornings and would come back around 10, 30, 11 o'clock. She would be looking all dolled up pretty. And she had four girls around the age of my kids. I'm like, 
what is she doing? Like, what is going on in that home, which is not going on over here? Um, so I asked her, Allison, hey, I've been noticing that you uh, go somewhere in the mornings. And I'm just curious, like, you know, I, I feel like I'm always in um, my sweatpants all day and you look so nice. So she's like, oh, there's a gym down the road uh, and they have babysitting for two hours. So that's how I entered into the fitness space. She took me, she took me the next week and I was hooked. Mm. I was like, wow. After like a couple of months, this was my first time being introduced to structured fitness and wellness training program. Um, I grew up in Pakistan. I was born here when my dad was getting his PhD in genetics at UC Davis, but they moved back. So that was my first time being introduced to like structured training. What I found was that it wasn't just my body that was getting physically stronger, but it was also, I was mentally more present at home with my kids. Like I wasn't frustrated anymore. Um, like I wasn't even stressed out. Mm -hmm. I, I, I remember after I started working out, it was like, wow, my whole perspective of, of, uh, about people, about the world around me just changed. Uh, and that is what inspired me to take a spot on spinning stage. It was such an audacious thing to do. I had never taught spinning before, but I did get certified for it. Um, and I taught my first spinning class to 30 road cyclists. And I got a standing ovation. Mm. And that was like a wake up call. I was like, oh my gosh, I would have never done that if I was in corporate, right? So that audacity came from being just physically fit and that helped the health and wellness benefits that I experienced, I wanted others to experience because not only was I experiencing them myself, but my family and other people around me, my friends were noticing the difference and they were asking me now questions. Mm -hmm. So that is how my journey started. And I'm like, I'm just going to take a big, I'm going to go to even bigger stages and I'm going to help even more people. I want to give people value by embracing health and wellness. Yeah, and it's so interesting, Aisha. I love the fact that you made that connection between mind and body, right? Because I know in my role as a coach, I quite often talk about energy and physiology and how it's important to like move your body on a consistent on a consistent basis for clarity, right? It helps with that clarity in mind. It gives you more energy to achieve your goals. It just like really improves your disposition overall. And I love that you made that connection. Now, I'm really interested, what was next after that? Because I know we talked about that a couple of weeks when we first met and how you went from, you know, being a uh, spin teacher and I think I shared at that time, I'm a road cyclist too. So I certainly connect with that. Um, but how you went there to, you know, how posture affects us in our day to day, because a lot of people now work from home. Um, they may not be mindful of their posture or the, you know, what they sit on or their desks or anything. So I would love for you to share more about that. Yeah, that's, a, I would love to share as well, because I, I feel like it's such an important part of our lives that we and our health 
and body that we are not taking care of. Uh, so after spinning, I kept on getting certified in different modalities. I, I am now certified in almost, almost all. Like I became a yoga instructor, bar, TRX, uh, boot camp. So you name it. I was like, I, I want to learn. So I believe in lifelong learning. And for me, it was like, I couldn't quench my thirst for learning. Um, so I would go every quarter uh, of the year, I would go and you know take a new training. So that was happening. But at the same time, I was also thinking in my head I, as a scientist, I've always been a scientist and, and I've been engineer's mind, right? So I was always thinking, but these courses are awesome. I'm still not learning how this exercise is changing my brain because I see all these benefits happening, but I, how is it exactly happening like in our physiology and what is the real anatomy of the body? Because all these courses were really touching the basics of it. And I wanted to learn even deeper, uh, have deeper knowledge in that. So I went back to school. Um, so I got my master's in exercise physiology. That's how I came to know what the real mind-body connection was. Like, because every single thing we do, every movement that we do, uh, perform, and the way we sit and stand, and then the way we sit and stand, we are taking it to our movement as well. Um, that really impacts our physiology. And when I talk about physiology as an exercise physiologist, I'm talking about our hormones, I'm talking about our breathing rate. I'm talking about our blood circulation. And I'm talking about just in general what our cardiovascular health looks like. So all these things pour into our cardiovascular health. And we know that cardiovascular health is the number one predictor of our longevity of our life. So directly and indirectly, this is connected with how long we will live and how functional we will be during our lives. That's how I came to posture because people were coming to me uh, for fitness coaching, but a lot of them were desk-bound professionals, were corporate workers just like me, before, uh, like I was before. And they're coming to me, oh, but I have neck pain. Or I would give them a certain exercise. I would give them overhead presses or chest presses and they would be like, I haven't been able to move my shoulder for the last two years. Like I can't do this exercise. And I'm like, but so did you, you know, did you go to the orthopedic surgeon? Yeah, I did. But, you know, I, I, I did the whole thing, but it comes back. But I'm, and I'm like, you're living with it? Yeah, yeah. I, I just felt like it was part of getting old. And then I would tell them the story hear this out. I, I would tell them that I had my great grandmother back home in uh, Pakistan. And I would watch her. She was 98 years old when she passed away. And even at 98, she would squat all the way down to the floor and do all the house chores in that deep squat position. Right. And I would tell her, them that she had no musculoskeletal issues. And then my clients just look at me like, what? Is that possible? I'm like, yeah, it is. It's just the way we have adopted and embraced technology in our lives. And we're not really mindful of 
how it's impacting our health. So just being mindful of how we are using it and, and adopting a posture during the day, taking some breaks, um, which are beneficial for our health, we all can live to probably 98 and beyond and have a functional body. Right? Yeah. And that's, that's the important thing, right? It's not, it's having functional bodies, being able to function well into our, you know, retirement years, because I hear it too. A lot of people will say I ache because I'm getting older and they just accept it rather than, you know, do something about it. And what you're, what I'm hearing you say is it, it is possible, but we have to do things now to counteract the things that the situation that we're in. And you're right in corporate world, in the corporate world, um, there's a lot of sitting and that's where those things happen. It happened to me even in 2020 at the beginning of the, well, throughout that year, I, I started getting sciatica. Then I had some shoulder issues. Like it just sort of like one side of my body and I did do physiotherapy and I did all of those things and it has absolutely has helped. Right. But I had never experienced that until work from home. Even, even with when you work in an office, there's still some movement, right? You have to get out of your car. You have to walk from the parking lot to the office. But working from home is a whole new animal for a lot of us. So I, I would love for you to share some of the things that, you know, that you've learned through your studies, because you do have that master <laughs> degree, and also... Um, how it has now translated into your book, Unhunched, because I think it really is there. There is a nice thread, a line there. Um, and I think it'll really help people. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting you brought up sciatica because I had the similar experience. So right before, right before I had, uh, I took a break. I experienced sciatic pain in my left leg. What was happening was I, I was working on a big project um, for a credit union back then. And um, I remember like one Monday morning, just waking up and my left foot was numb. And I was like, what, what's going on? Like, you know, am I having a stroke? So I went to the ER and the ER physician took all my history and he was like, well, she looks like healthy otherwise. So he asked me, so what kind of work do you do? What, what are you doing? And coders or computer scientists are notorious for like just sitting for hours on the end. And when I say hours, this is like 12 to 14 hours mm -hmm. in a stretch because we get so absorbed and focused in the project that we are working on that we just keep on going and solving the problem. Um, so I told him like, you know, hey, I, I mean, this is what I do and I am coming out of it like a big project. I've been working long hours. And he said to me, you sit a lot. You, you, you need to change that. If you want to continue to have a functional life and body, you have to change that. That's all you have. And then he sent me to an orthopedic doctor and I did physical therapy. I, it took me three years. I was in pain for three years till I could get better, but completely better. Um, so that was another wake up call. And I knew it that it was connected to just sitting a lot the way we work. Um, and that has always been an inspiration for me to help other people you know, not go through that kind of pain. I've come a long way from those painful days, but I want other people to 
you know, not have to go through that. So what happens when we are sitting a lot is like for a prolonged period of time is this, we, especially when we are working on computers or any technological de device, our breathing rate increases. So um, our resting breathing rate is um, about, um, and heart rate increases too. So our resting breathing rate is about like 90, but it doubles up. Yeah, yeah. Also, our resting heart rate is around 70, you know, in that bracket around between 70, 75 per pupil. But the heart rate increases to 90 beats per minute or more. And scientific studies have shown that. So if you want to see more of the scientific study, buy my book, Unhunched. It's coming in May. Uh, I'm just going to put like a shameless plug here. For the book. No, plug away because we're going to make sure our listeners like, you know, support that book. And I, I know that a lot of people that listen, they are experiencing some issues, right? Because of either work from home, working at a desk, but very interesting so far. So if you didn't catch that, guys, um, your heart rate and your breathing rate goes up. Yeah. So what else, what else happens when we're yeah. at our desks? Yeah, when we are at our desks and we're typing, so the heart rate um, goes up to 90 beats per minute, um, still in the safe range, but it's higher than our resting heart rate. Um, also, our breathing rate is almost doubled, mm -hmm. right? Um, so now when we look at these physiologic changes, it tells us as um, scientists that something is going down in our bodies, like something is different. So what is happening? So what's, what's actually happening is we go into an alarm state. So you must have heard of the fight and flight response. Absolutely. So that we know as coaches um, that that is something that our brain activates and, and then our body activates when we are faced with a stressful situation or, or a danger, right? It could be a perceived danger or it could be a danger that is actually happening to you. So it could be like a saber-toothed tiger standing in front of you or a snake. <laughs> I'm afraid of snakes, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> or, or it could be something just made up that, oh, my project is due um, on Friday and I'm totally running behind. I don't know how I'll show my face to my manager next week, right? So our brain cannot tell apart our brain activates that stress response. And what happens is that when you are in a flight or fight mode, the physiologic changes that are happening at the keyboard are actually happening when we were supposed to fight the saber-toothed tiger as well. Because now our body's getting ready to either fight that saber-toothed tiger or run away. In both the cases, what's happening is a lot of the other systems of our body are getting shut down at that time, okay? And now listen to this, the systems that are getting shut down are our parasympathetic nervous system, which calms us down. So we are no longer calm, right? Uh, we are continuously stressed out for the time period that we are working. Um, and the digestive system totally stops. When I say totally stops, it's really, really slow. Because why? Because, because we know that if we have to fight a saber-toothed tiger, we're not going to be digesting the food. Like that's not a priority for our body anymore, right? So hence, there's an increase in obesity that we are seeing, right? 
Because now not only are we living under stress for that many hours in a row, if you're not taking a break, now you're also slowing your digestive rate just by doing that. So this sedentary lifestyle that we have incorporated into our lives, that's how we are paying for it. We are paying for it by increased rate of depression, mm -hmm. anxiety, and obesity. Yeah. Yeah. And that's really interesting, right? Because it's that stress that, and exercise helps with that. If anybody's listening to all the connections here, because it's the movement of body that helps with your stress levels as well. And, and that is probably associated with weight loss as well, because you're releasing the stress. Thus, your metabolism works better, which who doesn't want that in their lives, especially as they age. Um, and that's amazing. So I love that. I love that because I think that what you do in the physiology form and talking about people's like posture, that really helps with that because you understand the science behind it. What I do helps them sort of like focus on the things that matter, but be stress-free because that's really what my framework's all about, right? It's not just about getting stuff done. It's about like having fun while you do it because I think fun is like how you do release stress. So um, that's amazing. So I want to hear more about your book for sure, because I know that's where you really honed in to how we can better like hold ourselves when we are working. Yeah, yeah. No, I, and I'm, I would love to share more about that. So you said something that you work on the stress with your clients and you help your clients lower and reduce the stress while having fun. And that's what posture is all about too. So one of the things that I didn't mention in my previous response was also that our hormone levels are changing change when we are in this position working on the computer. For those of you who are listening to this podcast, I'm rounding my shoulders. My chin is now dropped to my chest. And my arms are almost like dinosaur arms, or sometimes we are like really reaching forward, um, extending our arms way too far from our body, which we shouldn't be. But but we are in a position that you would imagine like um, a person who's closing their heart would look like. And you and I know as um, coaches that we, when we are closing our heart, we are trying to protect our heart chakra, which is our um, center for love and energy, right? So we don't want to expose ourselves. And, and when we do this for a prolonged period of time, day in, day out, there is a problem, right? So what's happening though, deep down under in our bodies, our hormone levels are changing. Now let's talk about those hormones. Dr. Amy Cuddy, she's a professor at Harvard Business School. She has done extensive research on uh, human nonverbals and body language. And this is what she found out, that in a hunched over position, our testosterone levels, which is our dominance and power hormone, it drops down by 20%. Whereas the cortisol, stress reactive hormone, right? Again, we are reacting, we, we have this response activated, the fight and flight response in our bodies when we are in this hunched position, that uh, rises, the cortisol levels rise by 30%. Hmm. just by being in that position for two minutes. In her study, she found that two minutes, two minutes it takes to 
to have the, those changes in our bloodstream when it comes to the hormones. Now, imagine holding that body position for, you know, eight to 10 hours. Yeah. Which many yeah. Are, of us are doing because we're not aware. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So, so not only is it, you know, not really good for our body because you see that the breathing rate is higher, the heart rate is higher. So we are already, you know, stressed out, but also because the hormone cortisol is so high, which we know doesn't help us because now our body is going to hold on to all the sugars and fats we eat. It's not going to burn them because it thinks that we are in that fight or flight mode. Now, what happens when we stay in that fight or flight mode for a very, very long time and these hormones are releasing constantly? What happens is that we go into resistance. That's the second stage of our fight or flight. So our stress response. So we go into resistance. In resistance, we start getting tired out. Now you'll feel mm. fatigued. After, as you know, if you're working on a project for two or three weeks, after that, you're like, oh, my back is killing me. I mean, I'm stiff and throughout my body. That's what my clients tell me all the time. Um, and I don't know what to do, right? Uh, but the thing is, we can't get out of it because we have this work to do. Yeah. Then we go into exhaustion phase. Now, this is where people like you are super helpful because what is happening is now your clients are coming to you. They're exhausted. Their energy levels are low. Most of them have high anxiety, right? And now they're like, oh, I, I don't feel like I can go on anymore. Or some people do, and then they're facing burnout. So that we are seeing high burnout rates, especially after pandemic, which I really think is related to work from home, right? We're not getting enough movement, as you mentioned, that when we go out, you know, you do walk from the parking lot to the office. Um, you're probably going to the water cooler three or four times, right? Um, and, and Working from home is not all bad if you can build better habits at home, right? Um, so those are the things that we are watching and considering. And this is all included in my book because I wanted to bring attention to this, not just for the deathbound professionals themselves, but the organizations that in order to build better habits, the deskbound professional has to take the responsibility for their own health, but we have to change the environment too, right? Because if we can't change the work environment that we are giving to these teams, nothing is gonna change because we know that the behavior change starts at the environment. First, it's awareness. And then second step is that we change the environment first because I could have, I could have all the tips and snacks in the pantry, right? Yeah. Um, and I could want, I could want to lose weight but when 2 p.m. hits and I'm like, you know, craving something, I'm, I need something to eat. I'm not going to reach for the orange. I'm going to go and get the bag of chips from the pantry because that's what my environment is primed for. But if our environment is primed for um, taking breaks, right, um, having movement uh, during the day, and if we can have yoga um, and meditation classes at work every day, that mm -hmm. I, I think people want that. We, we just don't have that option, right? Um, also, if the workplace can help us with the standing desks, 
and have maybe some reminders or or have walking meetings. Yes. Right. I love that. Right. Yeah. So all of these steps we can easily incorporate into our work lives in our work environment. But if we were to do that, then it's it's like almost like we are sure we are going to reach for the orange because now the pantry is clean. Yes. Right. Yes. We only have fruit in the fridge. So you're going to reach for that orange for sure. Yeah. And I think, you know, you made such a great point, Aisha, that it does start at the corporate level, like from the leadership. And it, it you know, one of the things that we have to advocate for too, is like extended deadlines or pressure on meeting deadlines. Like, you know, I worked in a lot of projects when I was in corporate where it was embraced that we would be in sprint, right? In the sprint, but that required a lot of dedicated flow time. I like to call it flow time because like you'd have to get into flow and then you're not moving. Like you're at your desk and the longer you sit, that's when your posture is affected, right? Because your body is like, it's telling you like, I have to rest. So you slump. If corporations would adopt those, like take regular breaks, let's, let's really negotiate these timelines to make them reasonable for our workforce. Um, There's so many things that really contribute to the, you know, the chips, the snacks in the cupboard, that if we could clean that up for people that are in corporate life, I will say white, white collar business, it would be a game changer, right? Because you're right. The health, your habits are up to you, but if we could set it up and have people to support that and corporations like reach out to people like yourself to help them with that, build that ideal environment for their employees, man, it would make a huge difference because it affects productivity in a really positive way. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I, I completely agree with you. And even having professionals like you um, for coaching, right? To mm-hmm. come so that, because we know we need people who can hold a safe space for us mm-hmm. with, with the amount of work, like, just like you mentioned, oh, we are going in a sprint. If you are going in a sprint, well, this, this team, this employee needs help. Mm-hmm. And can we have that safe space? Can we have a coach come in every week and hold that safe space for the employee to be able to talk and and have better mental health? Yeah, We we need those. We need those solutions incorporated into organizations and corporations. And I think if you and I, you know, uh, can become advocates for that, we can definitely do it. Absolutely. And I mean, even, you know, I encourage my clients to advocate for themselves too, right? Come from that place of courage. And when you're feeling like feeling that fatigue, feeling that, you know, that it it really does affect your physiology, your physiology and how you're feeling about your body, like to give yourself that voice and speak your truth can go a really long way. And I think that's, that's the next level for us as just human beings. And that's why I love connecting with people like you because there are people out there like yourself, like myself, that are really here to help people be advocates in their own lives, right? And to take action and make changes. So so it's all intertwined. Those of you who are listening to this podcast, I'm, uh, I have my fingers intertwined here. So it's all intertwined, right? So if we can, um, if we can incorporate health solutions at our work right and if we can provide those for our employees those that advocation would start coming in even more so yes 
and we will have you know most if not all of the workplaces which are wellness based yeah where we where we do worry about profits because we i understand as a business owner i understand well we have to create value that that mm-hmm. that, that is true uh, but not at the expense of the employee not not at the expense of the human being who's working behind the computer yeah absolutely so it really does start with putting our people first in all areas but i love that you know it does start with ourselves too because you know the company can do many many things and they do own that piece but we need to advocate for ourselves like i said so i hope that if nothing else this inspires someone who is hearing you and and the difference that you can make the difference that exercise can make the difference that your posture can make like I was really intrigued when you said like when we hunch, like the effects that it has on our bodies and our health, and it only takes two minutes. Like that's mind blowing when you think about it. Like all I want to do is sit up straight. So what other tips would you give to someone? Because obviously your posture while at your desk is very important, but what are some other components that add you know, add to the health of your body. If you are a desk bound, it sounds like we're chained to the desk, but if we have desk jobs, right? So what are other things we can do? Yeah, it is. My book is for desk bound professionals. I say that because we are, we are bound to the desk. So here are a few things that here are a few tips that I always give to my uh, clients and they're included in my book as well. Uh, First up, I suggest if you could take only one step towards bettering your posture and your health, it would be to invest in a standing desk. And if if you're working from home and you don't have the ability to spend too much, perfectly fine. I don't want you to go and spend like, you know, huge amounts of money on a hydraulic desk. You can uh, buy a desk attachment. So a standing desk attachment, those are pretty cheap on Amazon and you can just place it on top of your current desk. It would make it into standing and sitting. Now, standing all day is not something I'm recommending because that's not what our body wants either. But what our body does need is change of position. Mm -hmm. So every 30 minutes, change the position. What will happen is now that you're changing the positions every 30 minutes, like sitting down for 30, standing up for 30, um, now you'll be incorporating movement while you're doing that. So standing desk is first, because when you stand, it's harder to hunch over. It's Mm. much harder. Okay. Um, And also we open up our lungs. Our breathing isn't as compromised and uh, the circulation is better because our calf muscles are, are our second heart of the body. So when you're standing, those calf muscles are active. When you're sitting in a chair, all sitting positions are not made equal either. But when you're sitting in a chair, your calf muscles are totally inactive. So what happens is the, the blood that has to return back to the heart, it's not getting returned efficiently. So when you're standing, you're taking care of that. So mm-hmm. that alone just takes care of a lot of issues that we experience in our health as deathbound professionals. Second would be to take a stretching break every hour, just for two minutes. For two minutes, have practice an open posture. So those power poses that I told you about, the study that in which they found that the hunched posture can create that those changes in two minutes. 
unhunched posture can create the opposite changes in two minutes, two minutes. It takes two minutes to do that. So you can find two minutes, right? Every yes, hour. To do absolutely. That. Yeah. And, and what all you're looking for is a posture in which your chest is open, your shoulders are down and back, and you're trying to um, occupy more space. There's a few who can, uh, who are listening to me. I'm just lifting my arms up in the air. That's one posture you can do. You can hold it for 30 seconds or so. You can, and keep on changing positions, hands on your waist, elbows back. That's another one. So anything in which you feel like, oh, you know, you have, you're opening your body up, especially your chest, because we want to expose our heart. Um, that is what we want. And if you practice that for two minutes in your chair or outside of your chair while standing, well, you're already on your way to wellness and having a better posture. Um, and, and then the third one is to take movement breaks and incorporate movement into your day. Um, it doesn't mean just one hour of workout, but if you do have one, uh, incorporate one hour of workout, that's great. Can you walk? Can you walk in, in your lunch hour? Can you walk uh, before you go home or before you shut down? Even if it's in the office, even if it's in the home, just walking around. People tell me, oh, but that is like so slow. Like, you know, I'm not really walking. And I'm like, that's okay. It doesn't matter how, what pace you're going at. We're not, you know, competing in a 5K. Yeah. <laughs> I just want you to, it's about moving. Can you move? Can you probably take the steps up two or three times um, in your lunch break if, you know, walking is not something you want? Uh, there are many, many ways to incorporate movement, but the more you move, the better your posture will be. Why? Because when we move, our muscles relax. Okay. When we are typing and working on the computers, um, our muscles stiffen up. So mm -hmm. certain, especially the front part of our body. So the muscles in the front part of our body get really, really rigid. And, and rigid muscles are not good because they're weak. And then at the same time, the back of our body, that becomes extended. So we're really creating this imbalance. And I talk about this in my book a lot in detail. So if you've never heard of what in muscle imbalance is, you're going to learn about it in Unpunched uh, and how it pertains to a desk-bound professional. Um, so when those muscle, that muscle imbalance is what drives this posture. I, I People tell me, like my clients tell me, oh, but I set a timer for 30 minutes to check my posture. But I'm noticing that every five minutes, I, I would fix myself. Five minutes later, I would be hunched over again. What, why is that happening? Well, because our muscles are like Play-Doh in a mold. And they like to, to repeat the positions that we hold most often. So since we have been holding that position for what, however long, well, since we started school at five, right? Mm -hmm. Right? After preschool, what were we doing? We were sit sitting in a hunched over position. Since five years of age, you've been doing it. Like you can't undo it in one day. So the, our muscles have just become those Play-Dohs, Play-Doh in a mold. And they just want to go back to that position again. So in order to open, the more you move, the more re relaxed your muscles will be. Now that Play-Doh is going to start becoming jelly. Like jelly, we want our muscles to be like jelly, like really jelly-like, moving around, fluid, relaxed. 
but how do you get there? Oof. And I love that, right? And you you shared some really great tips and I did write them down. <laughs> so the first one, and I have them written down here, you should be, um, should get a good stand-up desk, right? Whether it be um, like an addition to your current desk. And if your company supports it, you know, have them support you financially to get the desk in your corporate office. But at home, like you said, you can go to Amazon, which is amazing. Um, you also said it's important every 30 minutes to change position, right? So extended standing is also hard on your body, just like extended sitting, which uh, that's new to me. I had not heard that before. So that's amazing. Moving your body 30 minutes, 30 to 60 minutes a day. Now, one of the things I say to my clients too, is like, they'll go, well, I can go on the treadmill and work. I said, but it's, it's the act of getting away from work is also beneficial to you, to your mental health, right? So take that time. And if you can get outside even better, <laughs> like it doesn't have to be strenuous, but it's the movement that really matters. Um, and then you said, take those one hour, like stretch breaks, right? So I, I think that was that might have been four things actually, but I will make sure I include those in the in the in the episode notes because I think if you're going to start somewhere and you're at zero, start simple. And those are simple changes that everyone can adopt into their lifestyle, and it's not going to like hurt because <laughs> I think that's where a lot of people give up, right? They they push themselves really hard, they get into pain, they stop. But if you start somewhere, it's a start. And when you get success, that momentum starts to feed on itself, right? And you want more and more and more. So I love those tips because they're so simplistic. Thank you. Thank you so much. And yeah, you're right. Uh, so it's a posture snack, I say. Every hour, take a posture snack. Um, and I post the posture snacks on my LinkedIn profile and on my YouTube channel, which you have uh, them in the show notes. So you can take a look at those. So yeah, all it takes is two minutes two minutes every hour, and you can undo the effects of having a hunched over posture. I love that. I love that. Okay. So I know your book's coming out in May. Where are people going to find that book? It's called Unhunched, which is, that's really easy to remember. Great name, by the way. Love it, Aisha. But where, where are they going to be able to find your book when you release it in May? Uh, it's going to be on Amazon. Amazon, oh. Barnes & Noble, and uh, Ingram Spark. Right on. So for my audience, some of us are in Canada. Hopefully we'll find it on amazon.ca um, or through your website. Um, very exciting because I think this can serve such a wide range of people who are really now going back to the office. Like just recently in our federal government, they are all mandated back to office now. I think it's so important because even for people working from home, it's almost you need to be more aware, right? Because now your movement is even less at home. And I don't know about everybody else out there, but when I was working from home, when I was still in corporate, the effects that it had even on my social life, I wasn't even going out when I could because of the pandemic. So it's so important that we are like adopting these great practices in our lives so that we can show up for ourselves. Because once we get that physiology in check and our mental, you know, connection feels better, we're just going to want to go and do more stuff too. And that's what it's all about. We've got to enjoy life while we're here. Right. And yeah, um, yeah. I think this is where it's, it's, it's so important that we're very mindful of what we're doing when we're sitting at our desks. And I, 
I know your book's going to just help so many people. I'm very excited. Thank you. Thank you so much. You're so right. So when we take care of our physical health, it takes care of our mental health. And now you're pouring it into other relationships, just like you said, oh, you want to socialize mm -hmm. because you feel good about yourself. You're relaxed. You're no more under stress. When you're under stress, you don't want to meet other people, right? No. Right? Yeah. But when you're relaxed, just like I said, your muscles are like jelly. And the same thing is going on with your thoughts and body. And you're like, ah, oh, I feel so good. Right? Mm -hmm. um, I can even dance. You can play a song right now and I would dance to it. Yeah, if that is the mindset you can be in every single day, no matter what kind of workload you have. Now on the weekends and at night, you're going to want to see people. You're going to want to meet people. Uh, yeah, because, yeah it, it really goes into all the facets of our life. It pours into everything. Our relationships with our family, right, will improve. Um, our uh, better half will improve because now... You you just you're embodying what you uh, have inside you, right? So you're. In I was going to say that too. I mean, it creates a ripple effect to the people that are close to you, and yeah. you're just more fun to be around. <laughs> so who doesn't want that in their lives? So exactly. yeah, so amazing. So like we said, all of the links to not only your business. Um, but your upcoming book are going to be provided in the podcast. I'm super excited to share that with the audience. Um, it's so amazing how we connected, Aisha. We connected actually through LinkedIn, through another podcast. And this is what I mean by we are creating a ripple effect. We are. I, and I'm so glad I connected with you. And I, I, you know, it was an honor to be on your podcast. Thanks for having me. Well, thank you. So have the have a great day. Have the best rest of your day today. I'm going to be sitting much more, uh, <laughs> much more in better posture going forward in my life just because of meeting you. And I, I really do appreciate you. And I really, really am very grateful for you sharing everything that you know with my audience today. Hey friends, be sure to subscribe to the Living Life with Wendy podcast, and you can also follow me on my other social platforms. I can be found on the World Wide Web at www.wendybowman.com, on Instagram as Coach Wendy Bowman, on Facebook at Resolve Coaching and Consulting, and finally on YouTube as Wendy Easton Bowman. I want to thank you again for joining me on Living Life with Wendy. Now go out there and live your best life.